Good afternoon, the back community. Thank you as always for staying involved. Thank you for staying engaged. This is season four of the Back Community Podcast, bringing all communities knowledge. And our theme for this year is dream bigger. Uh, I think it's probably uh, uh, almost impossible to dream bigger than today's guest. Uh, I was joking with her before we started going live about how many things that she's actually intertwined in uh, simultaneously. Um, and I would like to say that today's guest uh, definitely has big dreams uh, and she's accomplishing those dreams in our reality, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to get you onto the Back Community Podcast. So without further ado, I would like to formally introduce Ms. Gina Torres to the Back Community audience. Gina, thank you for affording me your time today, and I look forward to diving into your story. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm honored to be here and I appreciate you even giving me this opportunity. So let's get it. All right. All right. Listen, it was impossible. Like I said, it's impossible to dodge you because you're <laughs> everywhere. So just like, okay, so soul food restaurant opening up over here. All right. The Albany Black Chamber of Commerce is happening over here. Oh, but let me tell you about what I'm doing uh, with Get Local 518 for this one down here and this one down here. It was impossible for me to uh, uh, not, uh, for our paths to not collide. But I'm going to hit you with your first question on the back community. This one is a opener for you. I always try my best to give uh, the best introductions, but I don't think that anyone can do us justice the way that we can introduce ourselves. So my first official question for you, Ms. Gina Torres, is uh, please tell us what you do. Here's your opportunity to tell the back community more about you. Thank you. Um, and I feel like every time I get this question is so hard for me to even introduce myself in like a sentence. So I'm just kind of going to give a snapshot of everything that I do um, and everything that, you know, kind of, I guess I, I stand for. Um, I am the CEO and founder of Get Local 518. Um, it is an entrepreneurship, literally like an entrepreneurship incubator in upstate New York. I call myself a business innovator, a business coach. Um, I do consulting. We do social media management. Um, but I am the connector for resources for entrepreneurs and small businesses in the 518 community. Um, I have been doing this since April 2022 officially. So I've been full time with my business since last April. Let's and it's, 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 been a, it's been a grind, but it's been an amazing one. So I, I, yeah, that that's that's pretty much that's in a snapshot. That is me. I'm I'm just okay. a business innovator, connector of people and resources. Okay, okay. Well, I have to ask uh, because uh, a rumor on the street was that in your previous profession, before you became an entrepreneur, at some point in time, you were also uh, in law enforcement. Uh, so I have to ask: Was it always a dream of yours to uh, become an entrepreneur? Was it always something that you like, uh, like envisioned and had a plan for? Because your path to get here uh, uh, has gone in several different directions. And, you know, I want to pick apart uh, uh, some of that because, uh, you know, uh, uh, how do you go from uh, uh, a police officer to, uh, to, to full out consultant helping everybody else that comes across your path? So how did you choose uh, uh, entrepreneurship and why? I think entrepreneurship chose me. <laughs> um, and, and reason being, I mean, if we're going to get real and we're going to get kind of to the nitty gritty of stuff, then I have to let you know a little bit about my background. Um, and this isn't to, you know, get sympathy or like anything along those lines. But I, I always want to be real with and the audience that I'm speaking with um, as far as when you talk about my reason why I'm, I went into law enforcement. So when I was 15, my dad actually was murdered. And I thought that kind of to, to build myself up and to become this strong uh, role model in the community, sort of like he was, was to be a police officer and work with victims and kind of take them through the bad experiences that, that they were going through. So that was kind of a huge part of my reason why. And I got into law enforcement and realized that it wasn't the culture that I wanted to work mm -hmm. in. It wasn't necessarily the job that I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, I just felt in my spirit that I was supposed to be doing something else, not to say something bigger, because I, I will never discredit law enforcement. Yeah. 
especially positive, good law enforcement. Um, but I just felt it, you know, when, when you go into work and you already have anxiety about leaving or going back into work the next day, there's something out there, you know, there's something that's just not sitting right with you. And that's pretty much what happened to me. Um, I loved what I did, but it wasn't my calling. And I noticed that I realized it and it's hard for a lot of people to get out. It was hard for me to get out because as a police officer, as someone in these positions, sometimes where you have kind of this higher, um, you know, expectation for you, you have an identity crisis, right? Like I put, I worked so hard to get here and I went through the academy and I was humiliated and I was, you know, belittled and all this stuff. And then I got here and I was like, damn, I don't want to do this shit. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 you good. You good. It's my type of language. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I got there and it was like, damn, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I feel like a lot of times that happens when we get into these spaces or when we get into the jobs that we think we're going to love. Um, and, and that's essentially what happened to me. So kind of to make a long story short, I got there and it just wasn't for me. Okay. All right. And, and uh, 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 how, uh, how long did you end up being on the force? How long, uh, how long was it for you before that? Uh, what do you call it? Oprah's uh, aha moment was just like, <laughs> I got something else out here for me. So for Albany, I left um, pretty much a couple months out of the Academy. So gotcha. I got there um, and I went, I left and I didn't have a backup plan. I just knew that it wasn't for me. Gotcha. didn't know why I didn't know where I was going to go. And that's when I became part-time over at Ravina Queemans and an investigator with the state. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a close family member. that's uh, pretty much an older brother to me. Uh, so I love that you said that, you know, you know, uh, uh, one, it is a selfless job um, as a police officer, and obviously everyone doesn't have the same sentiments um, across the board, but I do. You know what I mean? I got close people in, in my life who are police officers, and I've, I've uh, now, you know what I mean, coming of age and seeing how many of my friends uh, have, have now joined the force, too. You know, it, it adds a different uh, dynamic and a different um, perspective because uh, when you know somebody, like you said, you were deeply touched and affected by what happened to you personally with your dad, right? So that that connection ultimately deepens the bond to what you're doing anyway. But I just remember going to uh, uh, Officer uh, Cancer's uh, graduation uh, celebration at Proctor's, right? And it was the funniest. And I'm just watching their bloopers. I'm seeing them get maced. And, you know, so uh, uh, you realize that it's a whole path and it's a whole career that is aligned uh, with that one, too. But for you, uh, at some point and, and early on, you realize that, you know, it was something else uh, in your alignment. And I would have to say uh, from the outside looking in, you know, you're using your influence and your power to impact so many other people. And I can't imagine you know, what that feeling feels like for you. But I know for me, helping others is it's like a high. It's a, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a high. So I am glad you are, and you have found um, of the passion to um, extend yourself to as many organizations and people that you're lending your time to right now to, to, to make an impact in everybody else's dreams, not just your own. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right, all right. Well, let me see. I always like to uh, ask, you know, uh, what kind of uh, uh, what passion projects are you working on right now? So and so so this is for one of your clients. This is this is this is an opportunity to go ahead and big them up uh, and, and say, like, yo, uh, this particular person is doing this thing here. And, and, and it's amazing. But like what's some of the passion projects out of all of the clients that you're working in right now that that's got your attention? That's got uh, uh, that. Uh, yeah, that, that has your attention. Sorry about that. You know, and it's so hard for me to to pick even just one because because every last one of them gonna be mad on at at you if if you do not yes. Uh, but for me, I work with with all predominantly small businesses, you know, in the community. So everything that I do every day is that impact. And when you talk about like impacting people's lives, I'm not only impacting their lives, I'm impacting like their livelihood. These people mm -hmm. start my clients 
start businesses because they have a dream for something. And I'm able to help them put that into like a working mechanism for them to actually be successful. And to me, that's what, that's what wakes me up in the morning. I always tell my clients, like, you need to have this bigger why, what's your bigger why? That's my bigger why. But as far as like passion projects, I work with some amazing people. Um, just to name a few, uh, CDF Cairo, who is a neurological chiropractor, uh, mm -hmm. which is something that, you know, I always thought chiropractor was like, you go there, you get adjusted, they crack your back. Cool. I've learned so much about neurological centered chiropractic mm -hmm. care um, that I would have never, ever known had I not, you know, met, met Dr. Rian and that's her name. She's on Coleman mm -hmm. as well. Um, but we do her social media and engagement and, you know, we're able to kind of become her behind the scenes. Mm. And that's something that I'm very passionate about because she's taught me about the, the central nervous system kind of based chiropractic care and what it does internally as, as opposed to, you know, just cracking the back. Like she doesn't want anybody to say, don't go, don't come in here asking for me to crack your back. <laughs> everything from like the scans that tell, you know, what your fight or flight is. And that was something, again, I'm very passionate about because when I was in the police academy before then, you know, my scans were, were a lot different than they are now mm. triggers, anxieties, trauma. So that's also helped me with my personal, you know, here's my gauge, here's seeing where I'm at. Um, so CDF Cairo, a huge plug to her because she's amazing. Um, <clears throat> Yumana, who is a uh, Afro-Caribbean um, food, amazing restaurant. I have uh, eaten there twice or three times. We just had like her, her jazz brunch uh, this past Sunday and it was amazing turnout. Uh, keep an eye out for a lot of different projects that are coming with her. Um, I'll be Black Chamber of Commerce and Social Club. Um, we're now contracted with them to do their programs and events. So please stay in the know. Um, subscribe to the newsletter for that because it's going to be a bunch of different resources for the Black and Brown community specifically. You know, the things that we've traditionally been left out of or mm -hmm. have a lack of resources, knowledge, or confidence about. So, um, you know, but just I I just have I have so many many passion projects I'm working on but you know just to kind of name some of the things up in the forefront right now um, okay. would be okay. fair enough fair enough well you, well I, I I can't I can't let you uh move on to this next question without because I'm a foodie so mm -hmm. uh, uh tell me more about uh the soul food restaurant that's coming to the area I'm not sure if it, if it opened up or 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 not yet if I missed it or not. But uh, I'm a foodie at, at heart. You ever want to make me happy? Give me something delicious and hot. So, uh, yeah. so, so what's going on with this uh, soul food restaurant? So Good Religion, they opened last January. And that was actually someone, um, that was a restaurant owner that I met during 518 Black Restaurant Week. Mm. didn't know I did the my company did the press media social media management website development everything for 518 Black Restaurant Week so I was able to work with a lot of the restaurants coordinate you know here's where we're going to come um, you know I had a group of people that went to every restaurant <laughs> um, or at least planned you know someone from from Get Local to be at every restaurant with kind of a little following just so we could kind of show up show out and and really um, try some different food that you wouldn't normally try. So along the way, that's where I also met Yumana. Yumana was one of our restaurants as well. And, you know, she kind of saw, they saw how I did with, with, um, five and eight black restaurant week. And they were like, Hey, I have these events or, or this coming mm -hmm. up, you know, can you help me? But Good Religion Grill, um, they're over on North First Street in downtown Albany, and they have a, um, a Jamaican buffet coming to Albany. So they have an event on the 29th, it's Sunday, starting at 2, and it's going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet for, you know, one price, but they're kind of doing it as their grand opening to the buffet style instead of just traditional, you know, stop and eat or grab and go. Okay. 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 I had to ask, you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie. Uh, uh, everything about uh, food makes me happy. It's yes. my happy place. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I want to ask some questions. Like one of the, one of the things I love about the back community is that I get a chance to uh, ask some questions that I don't think that most of us as adults, uh, one get asked enough. Uh, and I always think that 
you know, the older we are, the more mature we get. Sometimes we end up having to suppress the inner child within us. I like to ask some questions about like how you came to be, uh, because I think there's a lot of people that may look at uh, Gina Torres uh, 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 where you are right now. Uh, but I want to figure out how you came to be. So um, here's a, a great question for you. Uh, I think it's a great question. I guess it's a bias. Uh, but um, if knowing what you know now, right, uh, being your age, your level of maturity, wisdom, experience, knowing what you know now, what is something you wish someone would have told the younger version of Gina? Like, like if if she was looking, and I know you kind of hinted at a little bit of it earlier, saying that you know you wanted to fill that void with uh, with your dad doing that same type of passionate work. But um, knowing what you know now, what is something you wish would have told the younger version of you? Oh man, um, I mean, I would say one of the biggest things um, would be don't stay somewhere that you're not happy, whether it's relationship, whether it's a work environment, whether it is, um, you know, whatever, whatever that may be, don't stay somewhere that doesn't sit right with your spirit. That does not make you happy because life is just way too short. Um, I've been through, you know, different relationships, different friendships, different, you know, that, that applies to everybody. Do I love it. Happy and don't look back. I love it. I love it. Especially when you just said uh, of relationships, because, you know, I, I always blame Drake for this. I say, damn you, Drake, because Drake says no new friends. Right. And a lot of us uh, end up buying into this belief that my my day ones, my A ones, where whoever you're talking to, however they want to say it are the people that I'm going to keep around me for forever. But I don't happen to subscribe to that. You know, I believe in holding on to good people. And I believe in holding on to people who are growing uh, in their own ways, right? But also can respect the path that I am on growing too. So I I believe in Xing people out. I believe in uh, moving on. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, relationships may be for a particular season, but it may not be for life. So. Absolutely. And and I wholeheartedly agree with you on that because I've had to, you know, and it's not like you do it for any other reason, but then to you just outgrow each other sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be that this person wronged you. It may be that they're on a different level or path and you may connect in the future but right now that's not a person that can be in your life so you can get to that vision wherever you see it going so okay, okay. listen listen you speaking speaking my lingo right here um uh well well one for you with all of the things that you got going on like i said uh um I, I think people underestimate how time consuming uh, social media can be. And that's just even if you're not doing anything besides scrolling, let alone trying to build a presence for so many different establishments. Um, how do you find a healthy work life balance uh, with all of your clients? And as we said, life be life. And so you got your own life, too. Uh, how do you uh, how do you find a healthy work-life balance. Absolutely. So I now have, I, I've kind of created my own schedule so that I know when I'm working for what and when I'm doing what. Um, and then the other end of that is that you have to have an amazing team that believes in your vision mm -hmm. too. So first I'll start with the schedule. So I don't take any appointments until after 12, 12 p.m. And my reason why I'm a morning person, yes, but I like to, I'm Again, with that being said, I'm a morning person. I like to prep and I like to get everything that I need for the day out because mm -hmm. I know after 4 p.m. I'm toast. <laughs> I'm toast. Don't don't even don't ask me to do nothing. Don't 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 come to me with nothing. I'm toast. I really am. Uh, maybe even two, <laughs> depending on the day. No, I'm just uh, but I get everything. You know, because I used to I used to work and I used to take appointments from nine to five right? For example. And what would happen is if you leave your schedule open from nine to five, people are going to book when it's convenient for them, which rightfully so, but it also gives, it. it's not as time efficient for you. 
So if you have a schedule that's open from nine to five, then I can have someone book at nine. I can have someone book at one. I can have someone book at three, right? For me, if I'm in a mode of doing something, I'm in a mode for doing something. So if that's responding to emails, doing proposals, build a website, whatever that is, I can't do that consistently and consistently and time efficient. If I have a meeting at nine and then, okay, I have a couple hours or maybe even one hour and then my next meeting. So I like to prep in the morning and then I have from 12 to, to, or probably one, one to four, I have all my meetings. So now you only have four hours to book with me. And I know at one o'clock I have boom, 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 done for the day. So that's how I operate now. Um, because I just know how I work and you're not going to find that out until you actually do it and you see what works for you. But my recommendation would be try, see what works for you. For me, I'm at, when I get into a groove, once I stop, it's very, very hard for me to get back into, you know, the mindset of what I'm doing. So in the morning I shut down my phone, I get everything that I need to do. If it's prepping, if it's emails, if it's scheduling stuff, whatever, if it's working with my team on something, and then I go into my coaching or anything that's client facing in the afternoon. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Know, know who you are, know how you work. And, you know, yep. I, when you were saying, when you were saying it, it resonated with me uh, on so many different levels. It's just like, I thought about when I went away to college and I had to realize that I have to take my hardest courses early in the morning. And of mm-hmm. course, for me, my hardest course was math. Oh, so I would take those bad boys the first thing in the morning because I'm my sharpest. I'm going to be my most aware <laughs> and yeah. I need every possible thing working for me uh, uh, in these areas. But, you know, knowing, knowing what works for you. I've been a morning person just uh, my entire life. Even when I was a kid, uh, my my friends used to hate me coming around because uh, it'd be Saturday morning and here goes Tyrell, uh, wanting to come knock on the door at six or seven o'clock in the morning. Like, yo, let's come outside. Let's build some clubhouse or something like, dude, we are asleep, but that's how I get a lot of stuff done, man. I wake up and I'm I'm working every day. uh, I get up at five 30 workout. I start work at six and I'm done by two 30, which leaves me time to go ahead and do all my other passion projects and whatever else on the side. So when you said it, I'm just like, she's got a plan. She's serious about her plan. Yeah, working. Exactly. And that wasn't until I, you know, kind of sat there and was like, all right, well, how how am I? When am I most efficient? Right. So like, Mm -hmm. what are the things I need to get done in the morning? What are the things that can possibly wait to the afternoon? And I was actually on a conference call, which I'm a huge networker, you know this, and I'm a huge proponent of paying for networking, getting, going to conferences and all that stuff. It wasn't until I actually heard. So that's not my my um thing i heard it from someone else and i tried it and i was like wow that was a game changer for me so hopefully mm-hmm. if you're like me and you're a morning person try booking the things that you know um are client facing or you know give it give it a shorter time range as opposed to a 9 to 5 if it's in the morning it's in the morning if it's in the afternoon it's in the afternoon but something that's okay you can only book these 4 hours as opposed mm-hmm. to the entire day I love it. Uh, Let me see. Um, Along those same lines, um, when it, uh, well, one, as it, uh, as it, uh, so having a a healthy work-life balance is a huge part of the process, right? Um, And one of the things uh, for you and what you're doing right now in this space is helping other people to live out their own dreams. But I think in a lot of ways, this generation uh, everyone wants to be a CEO, wants to be a boss, right? Um, but in a lot of ways, schooling, our, our traditional schooling systems and, and the tra- traditional trajectory is always taught to get a job, right? Um, do you think that entrepreneurship is something that we should be stressing and teaching in, in, in middle school, high school? Uh, um, yes or no, why or why not? Yes, absolutely. And I'm actually doing it now. And this is another passion project I'm going to plug <laughs> because this is something that is huge and, and Batman is going to kill me if I don't plug this in right now. So um, I actually work with the Red Bookshelf to teach the Mind Your Business program over at North Albany Academy. And we're also at Tony Clements now. 
Nice. So we work to, this is red bookshelf. I just help teach it. Um, but we are in there during their lunch period and we actually teach them um, about business, creating their own business plan. And then they also go through what's called a shelf tank competition, which is like short. Yep. And they actually get $200 to invest in, you know, what, what the company that they want to create. So last year I was on the panel and then Batman signed me up to help teach the class. So that's actually what I was doing. I do that Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I love it. I love it. And I think it's important, right? I think uh, obviously everyone's going to create or choose their own path, but having options is a game changer, right? And then knowing that, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, the sacrifices that you may have to take. So they say, if you're going to be here, if you're going to be uh, in business for yourself, you know, uh, be able to dedicate at least five years of time when you, uh, where you don't have anything coming in. It may pop off before that, you know, uh, but uh, at least at least be able to give yourself uh, a, a five years. They say what within the first two years, most most. So yeah. First three. First three. OK. All right. Yeah. But, you know, so, so you definitely want to do it. But I think the more exposure that we give uh, the youth. Uh, to these aspects is to say, hey, you know, I might be looking at my career path and school might not be for me, but, you know, I have these skills that I've acquired uh, and I really want to be able to open up my own business. And one of the things that I love now, and I, I, know, I know Trent uh, Trent Griffin Broth is, is saying a lot about it now, making scalable businesses, Absolutely. right, where it's not just the individual who's the bread and butter behind the business, but to be able to to make it scalable uh, so that that way it can live on and go on without you. But I'm glad that you guys are doing that. Shout out to my man, uh, Batman, yeah. uh, uh, because he's another person that's that's all over and in, 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 into to everything. I think I might have had him on on season two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, shout out. Uh, shout out to you guys for doing that entrepreneurship. Um, should be taught whether or not, you know, I think someone decides to go that route or not. But to uh, to realize that it's a possibility, but to also realize the amount of work that goes in behind it. Absolutely. And then, you, I mean, you just think of all the things that entrepreneurship teaches an individual. You have finance, you have problem solving, mm. you have time management, you have um, public speaking, you have mm. writing, uh, you know, I mean, you name it. There's something in entrepreneurship that you have to know. And as a business owner, uh, we have to know a little bit yeah. about a lot. We may not have to be an expert in finance. I know I'm not an expert in finance. I'm just like you. Uh, although I've been doing my own expense reports and profit loss sheets, which I'm super proud of myself about. However, <laughs> my accountant kills me. Uh, but uh, so, you know, there there is so much to be learned in entrepreneurship. Mm. And with that also being said, a lot of the schools like Tony Clemens, which is like a you know, a non-traditional, it's not like a, it's not a regular high school. It's somewhere where, you know, bad kids go and they have to, you know, go to the school. I'll tell you, these bad kids have so many more, not more, but different skill sets and mm. that will make them successful entrepreneurs. They're about getting money. It's just, how do we get money? What problem are you solving? And how do we scale it back to be like, okay, well, here's, here's the skills that you have here's the grit that it needs. And here's, here's the vision. Like, what do you want that to be? And once you kind of make it to something where they can digest, they're open, they're, they're done. Once you lock them in that way, cause I'm not good at English. I'm not good at math. I don't care about any of that stuff, but show me how to use it to make money. I'm in, I'm sold. Thanks. <laughs> Seriously. But it's like, you know, it, I think a lot of things that are put out there are just so complex sometimes when it's yeah. like, we need to just make it simple and like, all right, here's what you like to do. Here's, here's what you're solving. And then here's how to actually do it. I feel like a lot of times we say, all right, here's the, here's what you have to do, but there's no why behind it or there's no rhyme mm -hmm. or reason. And that's why kids are not bought into it. Okay. You okay. can't tell me something that's, that's in real life what I'm going to be able to use. And that's why they don't, you know, they're not bought into that process. It's like algebra. Like when in real life am I ever gonna see you know a squared a plus b squared <laughs> equals c squared? I don't know anything, but I can tell you the Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. Like it's like it's my job. How to use it? I don't know. But when you tell me, I tell you that I was I was just on a cruise a couple of weeks ago, and we had this question. There was a, we were in a salsa a salsa dance right salsa class, 
and they were telling, they were saying something about um, how you pivot your foot and then go around in a circle. Mm. And they were like, you know, like that, like that thing. And I was like, oh, a protractor. (laughs) (laughs) And then like everybody, like nobody knew what it, what I, what it was, uh, what he was talking about. But I was like, just, just random stuff that sticks in your head. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Nobody else knew protractor, but I did. Can't tell you how to use it, but I'll, it is. It says it worked for me on this cruise. Right. <laughs> then everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a protractor girl. That's me. Don't ask me about math." <laughs> well, let me see, man. I, 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 uh, uh, this is the part of your interview that I like to call rapid fire. Oh. So uh, don't worry. It's it's just nothing. What he, what's the word? Salacious. That it won't get you in trouble. But rapid fire is a great opportunity for uh, me and my audience to get a chance to dive into uh, uh, Agena in a, in a playful way. So 60 seconds of me asking you some questions. I can't uh, interrupt. This is all on you. Are you ready? Uh, I suppose. All right. All right. I think you're going to like it. All right. Once again, I'm biased. Uh, first question is, who do you text the most? My boyfriend. Okay. All right. If uh, you had to choose your favorite season of the year, what would it be? Summer. Okay. All right. Um, if you had to choose your favorite dessert, what would it be? Ice cream. <clears throat> All right. If you could live anywhere, money wasn't an issue, uh, travel wasn't an issue. Where would you choose to live and why? Um, tough one. Uh, I'm going to say Bahamas um, because I'm just a beach girl. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what's your hidden talent? What's what's the secret that Gina uh, is skilled at that nobody knows? What's your hidden talent? Um, I am a softball pitcher. Okay. okay. Like like Division One softball. Oh, real deal. Yeah. She says, yeah. Yeah. She says. She says. No. She says. No. 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 Not like. No. 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 Yeah. D one. Like D1. I will strike. Like I will strike you out. Like my my rise ball is is nasty. Nice. Nice. Let me see if um, if you had to choose uh, who would be your favorite um, musical artist or group. Oh, God. Um, um, division. OK. OK. All right. All right. Uh, if you were to write a book about uh, yourself, uh, what would it be about? Lessons learned. I like it. Or life. I like it. I like it. All right. Share lessons learned or lessons to share. Something like that. All right. And uh, a final question for you. If um, if you where to go, Uh, if you had a favorite word, a word that uh, you would choose to be remembered by or a word that describes you, what would that word be that describes Gina? Innovative. Ooh, okay, Miss Creative. <laughs> did I do okay? Did we get the 60 seconds? Yes, yes, you did perfect. Did you, did perfect. <laughs> Damn, you did yeah, perfect. That's uh those are like tough to think about on the spot. Yeah. yeah I this and be like, damn, I should have said this. Mm-mm-mm. That's hey, listen. That's why it's it's a uh a rapido. You gotta get them right out there. Tell me tell me what you got. Tell me what you got. Um, but this one, this next question I got for you, Gina, is probably my favorite question. Uh, and this is season four. So in, in four seasons of me doing the Back Community Podcast, I think this is my favorite question. Uh, how how would you define success? How do you define success? Mm. <clears throat> Let's see. Wow, that's it seems like a simple answer. Mm. but that's that this one will trip you up um I think I define success as being in I I I guess I define it as someone who is in a place where they don't have to worry about financial 
independence mm. while also doing something that they're passionate or love every day. Okay. Okay. In, in the simplest, like simplest answer I can give. Fair enough. Would would you say your definition of success has evolved over the years, or do you think that that's pretty much been the, your core belief for as as long as you uh, remember it? Oh yeah, it's definitely evolved. I used to think that just having money meant that you were successful. Okay. Um, you know, I used to think, oh well, you're a millionaire, you're successful. But learning that, you know, no matter how much money you make if you don't know how to manage it or use it to your advantage, it can go out just as much as it can come in, then, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're successful. All right. And um, I know I asked you if you were to uh, move, uh, what would be your favorite place uh, to go to? But... <clears throat> I'm going to uh, uh, make this one, uh, uh, I, I think I'm going to make it easier for you to choose on this one. I get to ask this question and I don't get to ask it all at a time anymore because now my guests are all over the country. Uh, uh, but because you are from Albany, from uh, or in Albany and in, 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 uh, in the 518, I get to ask this question. Um, what is your favorite place to visit uh, in Albany and why? My favorite place? Capital to... District area, not just limited to Albany. Capital District area. Hmm. And I'm all, I am from Albany, too. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I am, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think, and I think this will resonate with you, and I'm not choosing this just because, like, you know, of your book or anything like that. But I Oh, oh go ahead. I would say Arbor Hill, the softball field and the new courts. And because that is where I learned a lot of lessons growing up. Um, my family is down there. So every time I go down there is like a family reunion. Um, you know, I mean, Decky was my coach, so he's always down there. Um, just like the vibe, like if you go there on a Friday, like let your mm. hair down on Friday, like, I don't know. That's just like, I just love being around that energy. No one cares. We're playing softball. We're having fun. You know, that's like, that's me, right? Like, that's where I'm from. That's what I'm used to. That's why I like being around. I don't like the bougie stuff. That's just not me. I don't fit in. I like wearing sweatpants. I like being, you know, tomboy, whatever you want to call it. And not to mention, like, like I used to pitch down there. So when I go down there, it's a little like, you know, nostalgic. <laughs> So I would, I would say I was still Arbor Hill softball field. That was just like, that was, that was where I grew up, you know? And, and that's, that's the nostalgic, that's a nostalgic place for me. And so when I'm, when I'm able to play there, when I'm able to visit there, when I'm able to do any like, you know, community stuff there, like that's just what I love. Shout out to Arbor Hill. And, uh, you know, you gotta, uh, you probably gave my favorite answer thus far, just because, <laughs> you know, yeah, we just mentioned Arbor Hill. But uh, yeah. That's why I know. said I'm not trying to be biased, but like no, no, you're it's asking okay me. <laughs> you know, Arbor Hill, the softball field, uh, a very nostalgic time. You know, um, I just had my school's homecoming in Charlotte. Um, was it last week, week before last? But some people from Albany, I, I like to say at least 15, 20% of Albany has now moved to Charlotte. And I like to say that I've had a small bit to do with that over my uh, 20, uh, uh, 20 years, uh, twenty over 20 years uh, since I moved to Charlotte. I, I, I highly uh, advocate for Charlotte. But one of the guys who came down there is from Albany. And he uh, uh, had never experienced uh, a homecoming at an HBCU. So I bring him there and he's just like, he's like, Rel, he says, yo, this gives me uh, uh, a new courts vibes. Uh, and I'm just like, yo, that whole, when you used to be able to go to the new courts before it became a, a safety issue, right? It was just like, you go there, everyone's going to go Mac. I'm going to go look for ladies. You might yep. be going to go look for guys. We'll just say you're going to go play softball. But, you know, everyone went to the new courts and had a beautiful yeah. time. It was it just and that that's exactly what I would go back to and that I miss. 
I mean, it just, there's nothing like, and for me, again, it was playing too, right? So like being part of that energy, you know, you have people talking shit up in the stands, you have people that are on your side, they got people, oh yeah, no, she's going to strike you out and you're a guy. Like, it's just that, that was just so like lively for me. And then, you know, after there's a party and you're watching, you know, the guys play and then the girl, you know, it's all supportive. It, it just, it was just, there was nothing, nothing like that. And I wish that's what I would go back to. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, thinking about your life and all that you have accomplished thus far, um, Gina, what about your life's path are you most proud of? I think, oh, man, <laughs> I think when it comes to my life's path, I think the resilience Cause there's a lot of things again, life be life. And so life is, yep. you know, things, uh, they try to knock you down. They try to knock you off course, but for me to be able to be resilient in, in that and what happened, you know, at such a young age for me and to, to kind of come out of it in a way that inspires others and, and can like impact others in a way that I never even thought that I could, I would say, I would say that I would say being resilient and, and not staying in a, in a place where I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be in. Mm. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. What do you call it? Uh, what, what do they call it? And get out, uh, not staying in the sunken place. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Not staying in the sunken place. Honestly. And I mean, I, I hope that anybody listening to this that, you know, may feel like they're stuck in a, in a, job or stuck in a relationship or stuck in even their environment you know there's so much out there for you that you can do that you can you know experience don't let that don't let that keep you if you're not happy life is just way too short to stay mm -hmm. somewhere where you're not happy I love it I love it uh and let me see man I have two more questions for you and I'm letting you go uh, because one, I know you got that small pocket of window where, where yeah, it's almost where, four o'clock. I'm almost right. <laughs> so, so you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get it in before you tap out on me. Um, but um, I'm a person. Uh, I'm an avid reader. Um, I, I'm a person who who loves to dive into other people's stories. Right? Um, who inspires you? Like. Uh, 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 what kind of books are you reading? Uh, what kind of podcasts are you listening to? And the reason why I'm asking uh, this question is because sometimes people see the person and, and don't know what drives the person. Mm -hmm. And when I ask this question, it, 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 it gives us a chance to see, you know, what drives Gina behind, you know, her uh, public appearance. So, uh, any type of books that uh, you recommend to read, any type of podcast you recommend to listen to, who inspires Gina? So I would say as far as like authors or kind of public facing, definitely Mel Robbins. Um, mm. I like Mel Robbins and the fact that she takes like the psychological, like science approach to mm. what affirmations do and what manifesting does and journaling and all that kind of stuff. So that's something that's been instrumental in my success my mindset in entrepreneurship because you know it'd be going like this yep. like <laughs> finding different tools she's a great resource she has a podcast um she has multiple books I mean I've read every single one of them mm. listen to her podcast but then she also has a manifestation journal um and she is um someone who is very who created the high five method mm. and that's basically it's high five Yep. So that's basically like every time you pass yourself in the mirror or in the morning or you have like a dedicated spot, you give yourself a high five. And it basically like nobody frowns when giving a high five. I'm not going to be like, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of like in that mentality of, you know, that's supposed to be a reset or something mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like a, a kind of high five to yourself. Like you can't be, I guess, you know, unhappy when you do it. So it kind of remember like, to be kind to ourselves first. Yeah. So um, she's been a huge influence. Um, I'm also big Tony Robbins. Okay. I like, I, I just like the, 
the business um, aspect uh, for him. So, you know, uh, I, I do everything for free though. So all YouTube or, or podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, but those two, as far as um, kind of business end, and then someone who I've been following for literally since college days has been Popcorn Finance. And I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it's a podcast and it's literally like, they they call it popcorn finance because it's in it's financial information in the time it takes you to make a bag of popcorn. Nice. So it gives you these little tidbits, tricks, and the guy is so knowledgeable about what he's saying. And you just you leave with something every time. So those would be like my three things that I just I, I love. I'm I'm ritually I listen to things every day. Um earn your leisure podcast too. Uh, I, I heard you talk about that. I love that. Um, but yeah, those, those are, those are probably the most impactful that I've used personally. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And shout out to Rashad and Troy. Uh, Rashad used to be one of our financial advisors here uh, uh, in the Hughes household before they blew up, blew up. So, you know, but yeah, earn your leisure is big and it's, it's it's amazing just to like I said to 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 be inspired uh, by others. It's a, it, and I think it's 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 very important. Just like you know, how do you keep keep it going, right? It's like I stay inspired by uh, continuing to watch other people who continue to uh, inspire me, and part of that is diving into into their stories, into their practices. So thank you for sharing that with me. I have um, one more thing to add to that. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. In the morning. I also listen to like motive, uh, motiversary when I'm at the gym or if I'm like, you know, if I'm in my car in the morning on my way, you know, somewhere, I'm always listening to that. Like the, what is that motiversary? Yeah. So like, it's got ET on it, Eric Thomas, um, like all inspirational people. So it's just like a, a huge, like contemplation of all these inspirational quotes, mindset things. So like some things will stick out. Some things I'll be like, Oh, you know, okay. But some things I'll be like, yo, that was what I need to hear for today. It's mm. called motiversary on YouTube. I love it. Listen, I'm, I'm about to check it out myself. I was just about to tell you. So, so where, where, where do I find this? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And my last question for you is a very easy question, but very important. Um, I'm sure people are going to listen to this interview and want to figure out how to connect with Gina in that small pocket of three to four hours that she has available in her time uh, calendar. But uh, how do we find you on social media? Uh, how do we connect with you? How do we partner with you? How do we do business with you? Uh, so what's the social uh, media at um, or handle that we could use? What's the website that we can reach you at? How do we find you, Gina? Everything on social media is going to be at GetLocal518. Um, and then my website is www.getlocal518.biz. Uh, that will have, you know, anything that you need as far as scheduling, booking of meetings. You can look at my services. Uh, they're not all up there, um, but for the, our core services are. Uh, you can also subscribe in any of the upcoming events that I host, whether it's networking or um, for you know any of my clients or businesses, you can subscribe and also get those right to your email as well. Um, but I'm always open to networking. So if anybody wants to just have a meeting that's just like, hey, I want to hear more about your story or anything like that, shoot me an email. It's Gina at getlocal518.biz. And, you know, I'm always open for coffee, always open um, to be, uh, you know, a mentor to anybody who will listen and, and put in the grit, you know, there you go. anything for you, but I will yeah. definitely take you through all the lessons that I've learned and, you know, help you with your business as long as you're, you know, re ready to, ready to do the work. I'm, mm. I'm a huge, huge supporter and proponent of like, I'll give stuff away for free as long as it's for the right people, you know, to be a mentor and you're ready and, you know, you may not have the funds to do like business coaching. Come to me, talk to me, like we'll figure it out. And that's, that goes with any of my services or anything that I offer. There's payment plans for everything. It's not like an interest thing. It's just, I just split the payments up. Mm -hmm. um, I try to be very affordable for, you know, the capital region, just because I know that you're getting honest advice, feedback, uh, you're going to get someone who's actually going to do whatever <laughs> we say, 
Um, we've heard some horror stories about like website design and development and stuff like that. So, but yeah, just, just, I'm, I'm super easy to get a hold of, uh, to get connected with, but if you want to follow us on Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Gina Torres underscore CEO. Okay. And, you know, if you're listening in uh, every once in a while, Gina does these networking opportunities, which is a great opportunity for you to tap in with other people. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I live in a DMV area now, but I'm always up in Albany. But um, I've I seen it. She was advertising this uh, networking opportunity. And I'm just like, oh, OK, well, I'll be off my regular job at that point, too. I said, uh, I can go ahead and and, and, uh, and and tap in. And it was an amazing experience. So. Uh, take the time to take advantage of opportunities that are in front of you. Uh, you never know which opportunity might lead to a door opening, uh, uh, a new relationship that you could foster, um, that you may be a benefit to somebody else or somebody else may be a benefit to you. But uh, like I said, Gina, it has been amazing to see what it is that you're doing. For me, it seems like uh, a short amount of time, but I can imagine you have been planning and implementing a lot of the things that you're doing uh, over time. So uh, uh, I am thankful to be able to have you on the Back Community Podcast. I am thankful to be able to highlight you, and I want you to stay encouraged, uh, stay motivated, and continue to help uh, 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 the rest of us out here as we're trying to figure out what our dreams are and our full potential and helping us to maximize those opportunities because uh, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you again for the opportunity. I'm always ready and willing to come back. Let's go. <laughs> I'm coming back to the back. <laughs> Let's go. Um, um, but no, seriously, thank you for this opportunity. And, you know, even just to be asked to, to hear my story is something that I feel like a lot of us entrepreneurs uh, you know, we, we don't really credit ourselves enough too. So thank you for allowing me to share my journey and experience and, and hopefully this helps someone else out there. I'm so. sure it will. Yeah, you. I'm sure it will. Well, listen, man, I'm gonna let you go. It's four o'clock. It is time to sign off. <laughs> uh, and I look forward to getting this out to the people, man. Gina, I'll play catch up with you later. All right. See you. Bye-bye.